0: Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Men in Blazers ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the app today. Price Picks is the easiest, the most exciting way to get in on the action while you watch your favorite sports and players. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Download the app today. Use code MIB for a first deposit match of up to $100.
1: New Year's is now in the rearview mirror. By now, some of the excitement about our New Year's resolutions may be dying down, much like my excitement for Chelsea Football Club as we get further and further into the season. If you're looking for performance apparel that can help give you the extra push you need to keep up with your health goals, Viore has you covered. Viore creates incredibly versatile and comfortable active wear designed to look great in everyday life in and out of the gym, or in my case, on or off the tennis court. Plus, Viore is 100% off setting their carbon footprint by offsetting 100% of their plastic footprint from 2019 and beyond they are utilizing better sustainable materials for their products empowering your best active life. With Viore, you can feel good about the things you buy and also how they are made. Viore is an investment in your happiness for our listeners. They are offering 20% off your first purchase. Get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com slash M-I-B. That's vuor dot slash M-I-B. Not only Will you receive 20% off your first purchase but enjoy free shipping on any US orders over $75 and free returns? Trust me, go to viore.com slash MIB and discover the versatility of Viore clothing.
0: You're listening to the Men in Blazers Media Network, Suboptimal Radio. Oh goodness, What's a goal! Is that a Rabona? It's Friday... It's Rog. And as we pod, there's a massive storm smacking against Britain. Storm Eunice, 122 mile an hour winds. Be safe, British listeners, and expect to see a lot of crisp packets blowing across Premier League football fields this weekend. How are the British coping? By tuning into a live streamer, broadcasting enormous planes struggling to land at Heathrow in horrendous conditions. While the commentator screams, go on then and fair play to this pilot, possibly the most British thing you will hear this weekend. Fair play to this
1: pilot. Oh, easy, son. Easy, easy.
2: it Yeah nicely done.
0: That commentary up there with a Tylergasm. Oh. I am still tylergasming myself reading all of your thoughtful, Magical responses to our new podcast, European Nights. I'm so bloody excited about this beauty because midweek Champions League football is its poetic football. When I was a kid, I used to marvel at a Polish player, Boniek, who played for Juventus and always seemed to seize the opportunity to dazzle under the floodlights to such an extent that he earned the nickname Bello di Notte, Beautiful by night, and to me, European football has been and is most certainly this season exactly that. Bello di notte. And to unpack the rich stories that underlie the shifting tectonic plate to the continental game is an incredible privilege, especially to do it alongside my mate Rory Smith, the New York Times chief football correspondent, and a bloke that I first met. I went to Dortmund to shoot a then 17 year old christian Polisic. that's how long ago i had the idea for this podcast and hanging out with rory there you know he talked about his travels around europe going from clubs major to minor and listening to him i just wanted to pod with him <laughs> just hear his stories his insights His wonder. And now we've begun. I'm so bloody grateful and so excited. Keep sending in your feedback as we build the show via meninblazers at gmail.com. Honestly, love to hear from you. I do read all the emails myself. Try to reply to as many as possible. Please, please, please spread the word as we go again. Rory and I on Tuesday morning. This weekend. Oh, what a weekend. Enormous game. Seismic proportion. Tottenham, Manchester City, Leeds United, Manchester United. It's going to be an off week for Everton. I think we've established that in, in the decade-o-dynasty under Frank Lampard. It's going to be one week on, one week off, and brace for darkness this weekend at Ralph Hampton. But we will break it all down. A lot of Liverpool talks and Manchester City stuff in here. Some beautiful, beautiful Chelsea women's football, human wonder uh, for you to catch at the end. But let's dive in. Sting me up, producer Jonah. It's the ball. This is the ball. It's, 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 this is the ball. You've been slacking off, slacking off. You've been slacking off, slacking off. God, I love this. I do, 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 do. <laughs> it's funny. What, I mean? You've got a tune in, tune in, tune in, tune, tune in, tune It's amazing. I mean, there's not even a question there. Well, there's not even a question mark. It's everything. It contains everything. <laughs> Do you not understand? It's the ball. This is the ball. It's the ball. This is the ball. It's the ball. This is the ball. Is the ball. I'll take it for a bit of lunch. That was This is the ball by David in Seattle. Oh, that beautiful city, that beautiful man, bringing the funk at the top of the morning. And you are listening to WGFOP Weekend Preview, telling you all you need to know about everything that is to come. The show, of course, where you call in all the questions you need answered before the weekend ahead, and I answer them, the opposite of how Pep answers press conference questions candidly. And then intelligently call in your questions, you know the number six four six four five zero nine four seven two. That's six four six four five zero nine four seven two to get the weekend preview fix you need. And men and blazers, we like to believe more is more when it comes to football. Unless Everton are playing, in which case, oh, less is always more. But one thing you can do to enhance even the Everton watching experience is to visit the GFOP's app Prize Picks. They're America's number one fantasy sports app. Test your skills on Prize Picks this season. It's the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. If you've got the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Tappity taps, mostly just picking what categories you want Everton players to disappoint you in and smashing the less. Thing I love about Price Picks is, is how simple it is to use. They're now offering Apple Pay for quick and easy deposits into your account this soccer season. No more ferreting around in your wallet for that security code on your credit card that the computer never saves. Download the app today. Use code MIB free first deposit match up to hundred dollars. That's promo code MIB. Price Picks: Pick more, pick less. It's that easy.
1: When you're an American Express Platinum card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, "Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count." Or, "Shoot that! Shoot that!" And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Color me up.
0: Color me bad. First question, producer Jonah.
1: Hey, Raj. This is Chris long time listener first time caller here in memphis tennessee sadly a spurs
0: supporter my question is is the turd i'm currently dropping while i speak to you uh larger than the club i support in north london will we ever not be a walking dumpster fire chris yeah you know how i always say It's hard to tell why a manager makes decisions because we're not in the locker room. We don't see what's happening in training. Well, I want to give you a precise answer to your question and not to be crude. I'm also not in the bathroom with you in Memphis, Tennessee. So I have honestly no honest sense of proportion of your handiwork. But Spurs, I can talk about them. And I do know fan patience is wearing thin. The glorious build under Pochettino. Almost alchemy. We said that at the time. Looking back, though, the seeds of disaster were sown even amidst the glory. That season with zero incoming players. The Champions League final touching greatness. Then free fall. And I do, I want to be clear, I feel for the fans. Just so much promise. The new stadium ushering in a new era. Of course, immediately, almost immediately, covid just whacking the club and its plans and its vision and its sense of future, whacking them with their double bottom line because they alone amongst Premier League clubs, they had the austerity of Premier League football stopping, but also based their business model on gold that could be made out of NFL games being played in the stadium on the regs, which of course are are now not going to happen for some time. Um, And you cast your mind back to the joyful football we witnessed Sonny, Happy Sonny Kane, the unstoppable Kane Ericsson, just the craft, the guile, the wonder even Delhi. you know I actually read a piece, a beautiful piece from the Liverpool Echo this week. popped it in in my newsletter this morning about Delhi's second chance at Everton and and it was fascinating to me because it revisited the glories, the now deeply fading glories of the Delhi wave. The contorted hand-eye celebration that I still can't do, but many of you no doubt can. Do it now and just feel the sadness where once there was joy. I mean, just joy which once fueled his game and was really, it was really the the, the joy Spurs delivered on the reg. Spending time with Pochettino and his team, as I was able to when I made a film with them, I, I glimpsed firsthand this deliriously happy working culture which Pochettino developed, demanded. You know, all the players have talked about this a lot. All the players had to shake hands with each other every morning uh, when they arrived. They also had to greet every single person who worked at the training ground, from the janitors to the groundskeepers to the coaches, with utter respect. And it was remarkable to witness because it created a culture that was truly self-aware and was a real collective where everyone was working together. Anything felt possible because of that. And then, of course, you spiral through Mourinho, the blip of Nuno, and now Antonio Conte. And, well, you kind of get to the point where you've got to start wondering, can it all just be the manager or a manager's fault? And I thought about that a lot this week because, as you know, I interviewed current Tottenham Hotspur manager Antonio Conte on, was it Tuesday? We had a very, I was shocked, actually, a very honest assessment of Spurs' current form. You know, when you're about to interview any manager and they're in a three-game slump, you kind of dread the moment of the beginning of the interview because you book it before the three-game slump, and then, oh my God, when you watch game after game loss, you're like, oh, this is not going to go well. And and frankly, particularly Conte, I expected very little from him uh, in this interview, but the Italian Armani aficionado was honestly incredibly candid, incredibly philosophical about the situation in which he finds himself, in which Tottenham finds itself. The whole interview is on our Instagram,
2: but here's a burst. I like to tell to my players that it's very important to have uh, head, heart, legs, three important elements to bring you to win. In this moment, we are uh, in a situation that we are not close, we are not close to win and to aspire to win and to aspire to fight to win. But we need to have this desire, no? this desire to try to, to reduce the gap with the best team and there is only one way to work. We are not close to winning. Those are his words and I was surprised to
0: hear them and
2: then Conte said this. With the players and with the people that work with you, you have to be in every moment real. The people that stay around you and your players are to understand uh, when you speak, you tell what you think. For me, it's important to tell a bad truth than a good lie, because in every moment uh, I want to have an important relationship with my players, with the people that work with me, because only if you are uh, true, the players, the people that work with you, respect you. In my past, uh, I hate. I hate uh, coaches that, to keep me calm, they told me, Good lies, no? Good lies to keep me calm and I don't like this. And uh, I don't want to repeat situation that uh, when I was player, I hate. And for this reason, I try to create a, a good relationship, a strong relationship with the players. The players, they will have uh, always the truth about me.
0: That's the message that really stuck with me. It's more important to tell a hard truth than a good lie. Hard truth Good lie. That's where Spurs are almost caught between right now (laughs) at terrible timing because this weekend, Conte must face up to Pep Guardiola in the game of the weekend. Manchester City versus Tottenham Hotspur Saturday, 12.30pm Eastern Time on NBC proper. It's Harry Kane's Moses versus a promised land he could never enter. And, And I'm still struck by the Conte interview. Honestly, the whole style of it, It's almost like talking to a doctor while you're both standing over a body he's autopsying, a body with which he has no emotional connection to at all. And it honestly seems to be getting worse and worse with manager and team this morning now at war over whether Conte can or can't talk to Italian television after disparaging comments he made there earlier this week. And you have to think, a loss to Pep City, who just obliterated sporting 5-0 in Champions League action midweek. That would be Conte's fourth straight loss. Almost hard to put those words together. Conte and fourth straight loss. A perpetual winner. What does he do, a perpetual winner, when he realises there's no chance of him winning? I think we might just see him flip the board over this weekend. Next question.
1: Hi, my name's Ryan. I'm from Chevy Chase, Maryland. And I'm a... Arsenal fan, but USMNT supporter. Um, But the potentially sleeper game this weekend for Arsenal, I think it's a good time to ask, what is their realistic chances of making top floor? I'd like to know. Thanks.
0: Ryan, your Arsenal, of course, host the mighty bees of Brentford this Saturday, 10 a.m. Eastern time on Picoc. And cast your mind back to the opening day of the season. I'm going to take you to a dark place before we get to a happy one. I think Ryan, those hey Jude-fueled scenes at the final whistle of the bees' first game in the Premier League—a 2 0 victory over the hapless, hapless Arsenal. Yeah! An utter humiliation, which caused some Arsenal fans to call for Arteta's head. This manager, get him up, get
2: him up, get him out!
0: Kid Brentford! Look at How many more excuses? Oh, he don't have this player. Oh Grammy Look at you! You fing fraud! Don't worry my much How fortunes have changed since then. Dreams for Brentford have really met reality in a season for them which is now one really of desperate grind and survive. But Mikel Arteta, wow. I mean, talk about perseverance. Uh, He's shorn off the deadwood. He has believed in youth. And he's begun, begun to make Arsenal fans dream. Honestly, after the pain of that opening day of the season, three points this weekend for the Gunners may feel like an exorcism. However, top four. Look, I won't be clear. I love Arsenal's resurrection. I do. And I think the Premier League, the whole league, is better off when Arsenal are thriving in it. However, one problem, your owner's. The Cronkies, for so long, they didn't speak at all. Silent Stan era, and it drove every Arsenal fan crazy. Stan don't even care about Arsenal Football Club. However, I've got to say, every time Josh Cronky opens his mouth, I kind of feel, don't. Just don't. Let's listen to this week's well-intended, but oh my lord, what does he say in comments? Um, The level of
1: passion that is involved in European football and the support that goes into these clubs is... Uh, I, I don't want to say it's 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 deeper than anyth- anything we have over here, but it's it's way deeper than anything we have over here, and it's it's hard to truly relate as a as an American or as a foreigner heading into the UK. The passion that really goes on when people support these
0: clubs, America. Oh, next question.
1: Hey, Raj. My name is
0: Sheehan calling from Indianapolis, Indiana, home of your good friend, fellow Liverpool
1: fan, and all-around great human, Mr. John Green. And I want to know your opinion, Raj. Is this a two-horse tile race? As we enter into the last third of the season, Liverpool are certainly looking bright. And for the first time in a very, very long time, we have pretty much every single player injury-free and available for selection. Knock on wood. And with the added bonus of Luis Diaz, who has looked great in his first two games, if, and this is a big if, we should win our game in hand and win our head-to-head against City, we'll be three points behind them. So, Raj, are my eyes clouded by my Liverpool fandom? Will City dispatch the rest of the league and leave us in their wake? Or is there a glimmer of hope? Thanks, Raj.
0: Hello, Sheehan. God bless Indianapolis, your great city, home of home field. The good brand. And yes, Johnny G, I love that man. I think he would say there's a two-horse race because he's a glorious optimist. And Pep, certainly working hard to pump up that sense.
1: On your current form, I mean, you're scoring nearly
2: every chance, even in the Premier League. No, I know. What team out there could beat you? Liverpool is six points behind us. Liverpool was our bigger rival in the last season. They always was there. It was a pain in the ass all the time.
0: Liverpool pain up the arse. So Pep, if only you knew, they're much worse than that. Nine points back. A game in hand, yes. But City also have goal difference in their favour. I mean... Yes, there's there's embers of a title race, but let's be honest, the thing that's amazing about Manchester City, there's a lot that's amazing about Manchester City. They're not just obliterating their opponents as they did in Champions League play this week. My Lord, watching sporting, that sporting team under highly favoured young genius Ruben Amorim. The the English papers start wondering whether it was going to be a banana skin of a game, but no, just obliterated in front of their own fans. And the game was really a symbol of what is amazing about City, that they remain so hungry. I once spent the morning in Manchester with Vonton Company, and he told me that Pep makes sure the players always know their greatest opponent is not a team. It's complacency. Complacency. And when you have that mindset, you don't do slip-ups. Hence, 43 points one out of the last 45. That is Robocop level of football. And Liverpool... On one hand, yes, they're winning a lot of set pieces, a lot of grind out victories. I, I admire them, actually, to, to do what they've done without Mane, without Salah and survive that. Keeping up or keeping within touching this or keeping, you know, oh, they, can see. they can see City over the hill still, you know, on the horizon. They do draw stem from the fact that Klopp Mitz has got the deepest squad of his time at Liverpool, yet it kind of feels right now that team are playing almost every bloody day as they face Norwich City Saturday 10 a.m. Eastern Time on Peacock in the midst of a relentless gauntlet of fixtures. Expect heavy rotation as Canate who has excelled at the bat recently, been stealth, one of the stories of the season, will have the fight of his life against undisputed world number one ginger Josh Sargent. And all Liverpool can do, as Klopp has said, over and over is focus on their own games and hope City slip up. But for that to happen, if you want me to be honest, things are going to have to go very, very Camilia valieva.
1: The story coming into it though, Kamila Velieva, she was the story of the Olympics, uh, regrettably, um, for all the wrong reasons, but fought through the short program and then did something we have never seen from her. She fell apart in the free skate on top of a number of things that were shocking
0: the last week or so, that was. And for City to do that would be, well, Pep, is there even a word for it? Incredible. Next question.
1: Hey Raj, Samuel here from St. Louis, Missouri. Uh long suffering Manchester United fan. My question is um on the heels of the leaks of Manchester United players calling Chris Armist Ted Lasso, probably in a in a a digging sort of way, would Ted Lasso actually benefit Manchester United right now? It seems as though the toxic culture in that dressing room seems to be the root and heart of the problems that this club has had over the recent years. Courage.
0: Fascinating time to ask the question, Samuel. Manchester United travel to Leeds. God, oh, that was a game in like the 1980s. Sunday, 9 a.m. Eastern Time, USA. Bielsa's team run and run. Rangnick not yet able to summon a way to get his team out of the gear. or lollop. And United, you're United. On one hand, look, They've lost only once in the league under Ralph, but the football, it's still a tactically incoherent mess, joyless fare played out by a squad of star-studded names, and that's the befuddling element of it all, a team that are there in body, but not in spirit. And never mind Ted Lasso, this is a team of 11 pouting, self-involved Jamie Bloody Tarts with agent after agent briefing the press on behalf of their clients leak after leak. I mean, today, Rangnick had to open his press conference by knocking back the rumour he was taking the captaincy from Harry Maguire.
2: Well, to start with, uh, uh, I must say that this is absolutely nonsense. Um, I have never spoken with any player about a possible change of captaincy, uh, and Harry is fully aware of that, and so is Cristiano and all the other players. though so this has never been an issue uh, for me. Uh, it's me who decides who is the captain.
0: Nonsense. I must say this is nonsense. I feel for bloody Ralph. I really do. The latest, deeply respected manager to come to Old Trafford and just be bewildered by the politics of the place. I mean, this is full on Ned Stark in King's Landing, heavy shades of LVG, watching him, remember, be baited for sport by the English media. Yes, though, the dressing room does appear toxic, but we've got to say it's been allowed to fester into that state by the true power of the club, the marketing arm, who have propelled decisions over the last decade. You know, who to bring in, who to support in arguments largely based on commercial calculations. That's how you get a Pogba, a Ronaldo, and the lack of a true defensive shield. Glamour. Over strategy, likes and retweets, over tactics. Took Liverpool 30 years to usher in the cultural change needed to reclaim their throne, which was once theirs by right. And that needed a change of ownership. So think about that one, Glazer family. Huge game, by the way, for United in the Champions League on Wednesday against Atletico Madrid. To me, the Champions League just feels so seismic symbolically for the club right now. Get dumped. Out of the Champions League in a round of 16, and I feel there will be nowhere to hide. And the mood of the fans, which is already anxious and concerned, will be turned up to 11. But the players, your players, could do little better right now than to listen to the farewell speech Sir Alex Ferguson gave when he left the club, taking United's cloak of invincibility along with him back in 2013
1: The players, I wish the players every success in the future. You know how good you are. You know the jersey you're wearing. You know what it means to everyone here. And don't ever let yourself down. The expectation is always there. So I'm going home. Well, I'm going inside for a while. I just want to say thank you once again from all all the Ferguson family. They're all up there, the grandchildren.
2: Thank you.
0: Sir Alex, what a man, what a manager. The kind of bloke that makes the mockery of the old Trappertoni quote that a good manager makes a team 10% better, a bad manager makes it 30% worse. I mean, he was the entire club. Uh, as is my guest this Sunday on one of the best Men in Blazers shows of the season, our half an hour special with an incredible humour being, Chelsea women's manager and 2021 FIFA Best Women's Coach of the Year, Emma Hayes. Talk about individuals who have built glory from the ground up. The interview traces Emma's career from a days as a player in the dark ages of 1980s England to taking a chance here in the United States, headed back to England, and taking Chelsea women from really a backwater into one of the most dominant club football forces on the planet. We talk about everything, why it's important to treat male and female footballers differently when it comes to physiology and training methods. Emma pretends when we could see a woman managing in the Premier League and describes what it felt like to win her FIFA award while wearing a mum's slippers. Don't miss this. Really, really, it will make you feel better about life. Listening to Emma Hayes, I know I did. By just, oh, just listening to every word that comes out of her mouth. This goes live Sunday, February 20th on Peacock TV, where you can catch every bloody episode of our television show this season. I'm going to leave you with a burst of Emma. We'll be back with the pod, then European Nights. Until then, here's some Emma Hayes. Courage. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to Men in Blazers ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com slash survey.